Welcome to the Mindset School podcast. My name is Inga Pakalnishkita. I'm a life coach, neuroscience geek, and entrepreneur. In each week, I will bring an inspiring topic, easy to use tools to help you become the best version of yourself so you can create the life that is beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. On today's episode, I have a guest who will tell us more about the magic of putting yourself first. Raquel Martos is a woman empowerment coach who helps women around the world to put themselves first and live life on their own terms. She's also my dear friend, obsessed for mama, and a person who has made a big transformation in her career, relationships, and her mindset. I hope you will enjoy this episode and let's get started. When I launched the Mindset Tool podcast, I knew I wanted to interview people who have made big transformations in their lives, careers, relationships, businesses, to look at the mindset that has helped them to create that transformation. I looked at people within my circle who are great examples of that, and you, Raquel, came first on my list. So thank you for joining on this podcast today here with me. And I wanted to give a little bit of an overview of, um, of where we started to all the people who are listening to this podcast. Tracing back four years ago, we met at a doggy daycare where we worked um, here in London. And at the same time, I started my life coach uh, training at the coaching academy. And I needed to practice. So I asked Raquel, would you like to be coached? And she said, yeah, I'm all up for it. And through those coaching sessions that we did while we walked dogs in the park. Uh, I got to learn about Raquel and and really got to know her, how determined she is and how much she is willing to do whatever it takes to upgrade herself. Raquel, tell me more about that time. What was going on? So about four years ago, what was going on in your life and what were you trying to overcome or just to upgrade yourself what what were the struggles back then four years ago when we met at the doggy daycare uh actually i was having a break in my professional career because i was already living in london for two years and i was playing very small i got used to play small since kid um i had enough I was very unhappy and I decided that I was taking a break to decide what I wanted to do next. Um, so I, a friend of mine was working at the daycare and I thought, oh my God, I love dogs. So that sounds great to me. Mm. So I started working there and then I met you. Mm. And that changed my life because mm. by the time I met you, Mm. I already had enough of playing small, Mm. but I didn't really know how to start playing big. Mm. I didn't know how to get the things that I wanted to. Mm. 
And tell me more about, so you mentioned that you didn't know how to, how to grow bigger and how to get those things. So what, what was it that you were looking to create in your life at that time? I wanted to be happy. Mm. I was pretty stuck. I was not happy with anything in my life. Um, I was far from my friends. I didn't have many friends here in London. I was working a lot, but I was missing something. I was not fulfilled at work either. Mm. So yeah, so you were playing small and you just felt like you wanted to become more happy and you wanted to get out and create something. But at the same time, it was very difficult to know where to start, if I understand that right. Yes. Let's say that I was, I had enough. I knew I had enough. Mm. I was very stuck in my life and I wanted to step out of my comfort zone, but I didn't even know how to do that. Mm. And I remember so vividly whenever we decided to do the sessions in the evening, Raquel would just like come in with her notebooks and like all the homework done. And she's like, give me more, <laughs> tell me what to do. And, and I know that actually really quickly you identified that you wanted to come back to your profession. Uh, originally, uh, you are a photographer. So you wanted to find a job in that field and you knew that it was, well, quite, quite difficult at that time. That was, I think, one of your, um, as well, blocks that you just had that mental picture. Well, it, it is difficult to get in into that industry. And, but within, I think really it was two months, she got herself, uh, was it a photographer, junior photographer, uh, position, Yes. Yeah. Junior photographer position within two months, uh, really, since we, we started coaching. And so she's just like, ever since, I think she's just like, she's never stopped. <laughs> she just <laughs> really, <laughs> she just really never stopped. And, and just, I feel like, you know, those walks that we had in the park and those, all of those coaching sessions that we did together is really put you on, on fire. And over past four years, you have went into photography and now became a life coach and help other women to put themselves first. But we'll get into that a little bit later. The one thing that I wanted to know a little bit more from you. So how did you get into personal development? What, where was your beginnings? Because I know that before coaching, you did some therapy uh, back in Spain. So I wanted to to learn a little bit more where that beginning in personal development started for you. So a few years before coming to London, I did some uh, gestalt therapy, mm. but it really was um, while working at the doggy daycare, mm. I had to drive a lot, like six hours a day. Mm. Um, so while I was driving, I was also very bored. Mm. And, you know, there's just so much music you can listen to. Mm. So I started listening to podcasts. Mm. And I found one that really, really made an impact. Um, what was it called? Cystology. 
Okay, cool. Um, it's really good podcast, and this guy has guests that are just mind blowing. So mm. I started listening all the episodes they have. Um, at some point, I I started buying the books. <laughs> so they have guests. This person had a book. Uh, I came back home straight away buying the book. I think I've never uh, bought so many books in my life. Wow. Like, I have a proper uh, self-development library now. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And so that was really the, the journey where your personal development started. It's like through listening to the podcast and reading those books Wow, that's that's really good. I think it, I, you know, I I can definitely relate to those long driving hours, which I absolutely love because I love listening to podcasts, and I had at least four to five hours at least to listen to my favorite podcasts, and this was really a, a win win situation uh, for, for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so. While you were reading all of those books and um, and listening to those podcasts, um, I wanted to hear now, you know, when you look back at the four years, you know, gone by since we met uh, and uh, and since we worked at a doggy daycare, since you started reading those books and listening to those podcasts, what what mental stories about yourself have changed over those past four years now I know that I'm worthy I am enough but I didn't know that back then was it the book that you were reading or a podcast that you were listening to that you made that shift I'm interested in that moment was there a specific moment or was there just a series of events that made you to change that story about yourself it was more a series of events, I think. Um, but definitely I started noticing that whenever I put all the people's needs before mine, I felt bad straight away. Mm. So I could be working all day, very long hours, very physical job, but then I was doing something for myself. I kept my energy levels up as soon as I was putting someone else first, then I had a couple of days that were not so great, or mm. I would even would say bad. Mm. That's when I noticed, oh, okay, I'm gonna do an experiment then. Mm. So I decided to do an experiment. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna focus on myself for a while, and I'm gonna do things that make me feel good mm. only for me i'm not gonna do absolutely anything for anyone else mm. and then i had a great month <laughs> <laughs> so it's really just like paying attention to how you feel saying well when i focus on myself i have more energy and i start to feel better and just making that decision to okay let me focus on myself let me do what brings me joy what what feeds my soul is that what brought you to that realization that i am worthy that that i'm enough yeah also one of your exercises was uh, 
fantastic. I'm never going to forget it. Oh, tell me. Um, so you sent me this homework mm -hmm. uh, where I had to put one image in my screensaver in my phone. Mm. Um, that image really changed the way I thought about myself. What was it? Tell me, tell me more, because now I can't recall, to be honest. I, I remember the exercise, <laughs> but I don't remember the actual image. So tell me more. So you asked me to change my screensaver mm -hmm. for an image that said, I am enough. Mm. I did it. Mm. And I also left notes in my car, in my room, in few places. I lived alone at that time. So... I could have the messages all around my room really all the time. Mm. And having that reminder mm. really made an impact in my brain. That exercise was so powerful that I use it with all my clients. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's how good it works. Wow. 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 <laughs> that's good. So, so nice. Can you remember any moment that you have had a breakthrough or an aha moment over those past four years. I know that with being enough and feeling that self-worth, saying to yourself that you're worthy, that came over a series of different events. But was there a breakthrough that just came to you by, I don't know, like reading one sentence and just like you were changed from that moment? I had a few aha moments uh, during these four years, but the one that uh, stood up the most is the moment when I decided to do a Spartan race. Now, I, I was never, ever an athletic person mm. um, or anything close to that. So when I decided to do this race, um, for those that don't know, it's an obstacle race, 5K, uh, that was a big challenge for me. Mm. And, you know, not many people thought that I could actually complete this race. So when the day came and I crossed the end line and from 30 obstacles, I completed 27. Wow. That was the moment when I realized that I can accomplish absolutely everything I want. Mm. if I want it enough. I remember that picture that you sent me on WhatsApp that day. I knew that this is, this is it. I truly believe if you accomplish something that you thought impossible, mm. you're going to have a fireproof mm. that you can do anything you want in your life. That was the moment that set you up for, for success and have led you to this day. And I, I believe it's going to lead you even further. It's like a snowball effect, isn't it? I agree. Totally. It totally. Is. <laughs> yeah, it is. So now you have become women's empowerment coach where you help women around the world to put themselves first and live life on their own terms. So tell me what has inspired you to become a coach? That's a good question. I didn't really decide to, to become a life coach. It just happened. Mm. To give you a little bit of context, I was really depressed 
before that happened. Mm. And I was a little bit desperate to find anything that could help me. So I tried a lot of things. I went to a few seminars. I tried tapping, acupuncture, therapy. I tried everything. Mm. And then I found a masterclass about NLP and hypnosis. And I was really curious. Mm. So I went there. Um, by the end of it, they asked if someone wanted to join the course, then they would give them more information about it. And then I observed how my hand was going up mm. without me doing anything. It's like <laughs> my hand made the decision for me. <laughs> okay, so cool. then once I started doing the training, I realized how incredible life could be if I could help a lot of people. Mm. Um, I think I really found what's my purpose. And knowing that that impact uh, in your own personal life, when you started to put yourself first, you know what that means for you. And you know that what magic happens when you put yourself first. Yes. I truly believe change cannot happen if you don't prioritize it. Mm. So if you really want to change your life, you need to be determined. You need to make the decision and stick to it. And why is it important for you to, to help those women to put themselves first? Because I think... Uh, we live in a society that puts women down straight away mm -hmm. since we're literal girls. And it takes a lot of work for us to prove ourselves, to step out of that relationship, to do things that make us happy. Mm. We are told we need to be mothers. We need to be caretakers. Mm. We need to do things for others. I'm an advocate of women. And I think once we learn how to put ourselves first, we become invincible. And I think having that example as well in my family, where seeing my mom uh, putting so much of her energy into us, into sustaining the family, and then seeing her break down because... She has invested so much into her children, into her husband, into her family, and then having nothing left for her. That really moved me to, to be stronger and to ask things for myself. Let's put it this way. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I think women as well carry a lot of guilt if they don't look after others, if they don't care after others, if they decide to go inwards and work on themselves or to treat themselves? Is that something that you see in your clients and in yourself? All the time. That is the biggest obstacle. Guilt. Guilt kills everyone. Yeah. It's really something very useless mm. because it's not giving anything to anyone. Mm. And where do you think, where does that guilt come from? I think it comes from education. 
from the moment that we're born girls, we're supposed to be caretakers. We're supposed to be the, the ones who feel all the feelings. I believe, depending on uh, how your parents are, that you can be a little bit more independent and not feeling so guilty about things. Mm-hmm. Or you can feel absolutely miserable about doing things for yourself just because you believe, like your subconscious mind believe that you need to do things for others. Mm. So therefore doing things for yourself is bad, which is totally not true. You help women around the world to put themselves first and live life on their own terms. So I'm curious to know, how would you define what living on your own terms means for you? So for me, it's important to live life in my own terms to make sure that I have time to dedicate to the things that I love doing and to the people that I love. And why is it important for you, personally, for you to live life on your own terms? Because when I've lived life in someone else's term, I was really unhappy. When I am the one driving, Mm. I know where I'm going and Mm. I can go anywhere I want. But when someone else is driving, you kind of accept that you have to go wherever they take you. And is that something that you see in the women that you work with, that they share the same pattern probably of, of finding themselves and being unhappy? In some cases, yes. There are some people that are living the life they're supposed to live. Going to uni, study wherever the parents wanted, then find a partner, get married, get kids, and then they are not doing absolutely anything that makes them happy. And they wonder, I'm not happy, but if I follow all the steps, why I'm mm. not happy? Then I ask, but what is what you wanted to do? Mm. And then some very common question is, I wanted to travel the world. Okay, we have something here. I truly believe we need to do things that makes us happy. Because if we live someone else's life, it's never going to work. I couldn't agree with you more. We have to always focus what is important for us. What do we want to do? And I think everybody shares that notion of finding, juggling the time to put themselves first, whether we're talking about uh, men or women. But I think for women, it is so much harder to put themselves first. I'd say that feeling good is your job. Mm. Putting yourself first is your obligation. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out at some point. I I used to be a people pleaser. Mm. And that's why I was so unhappy. So unhappy that I developed a depression. My belief is that sometimes when you just ignore yourself for a long, long time, and you're feeling, oh, I'm getting a bit tired of this, getting that, then you're having strong reactions. You develop sickness, you develop mental illness. Some people get chronic fatigue. And I honestly think that if you just keep all the energy of the frustrated energy inside your body, then that's going to explode at some point. You need to open the jar 
and start doing what makes you happy. Mm. So you can put things in the jar that are nurturing you, not things that are poisoning you. I constantly need to remind myself that it's me time. I have to make sure that I'm doing what makes me happy, what brings me joy. And whenever I do that, everything around me is better. I feel happier and I have way much more energy and my productivity goes over the roof and just life seems to be a little bit brighter and more colorful. When you are in a plane, they say, put the mask on you first and then in others. Yeah. Because if you faint, you're going to be useless. Yeah. So, you can't help anyone. And that's why it's so important to take care of ourselves before we can do anything with other people. Yeah. The quality of the things that you're going to offer uh, is going to be way better. It's not the same if you go, uh, if you're exhausted and then you go and help your kids with the homework then if you're having a good day and you feel energetic, your kid is going to feel it. If you're tired, you don't really want to be there. You're not really going to be creative and you're not going to be able to help in a creative way that's going to help your kid, for example, in this case. Yeah. You're going to just be like, okay, well, whatever, let's do this, bye. And you can't connect in, in that moment because you're just simply not connected with yourself. You're so exhausted that you're you can't, you can create that beautiful bond and and connection with with your child or with anyone else in 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 that instance and then the more we do that the more we become disconnected from ourselves and it seems like the world is just falling apart I totally agree what advice would you give for those women who are struggling to put themselves first what is one thing they can do today? I would ask them to imagine how their life is going to be in the next five, 10 years if they don't put themselves first. And when they have that image, I want them to feel all the emotions that that thought is creating within themselves. That feeling is going to be an indicator on how much you really need to be in charge. If you see yourself in five, 10 years and you feel happy, then you're fine. But I've heard a lot someone saying, oh my God, if I need to be another five years in the same job, I'm going to kill myself. So, okay, what are you waiting for to drop your job then? Go and find another one. And after doing this exercise, I would ask her to ask herself, why? Because... Once you find a big why, nothing can stop you because you can always come back to the reason why you wanted to change. As an example, um, if I don't start exercising now, in 10 years, I'm going to be really stiff or my back is going to be very sore. For every person, the pain is going to be different, Mm -hmm. but once you find your big reason why you want to change. That's the fuel to your car. I think it's so important what you just said, because we we don't invest our thought process into imagining 
what it would feel like if the situation, the current situation will not change. So connecting with that feeling, it really shows you where you are right now. And really, then you can ask yourself a question, well, why I am here? What led me here? And what do I need to do from this moment onwards so I don't feel like this in next five or 10 years? Exactly. And they don't need to have the answer. If you need help, ask for it. Hire a coach, talk to a friend, do a course, investigate. There are different ways Mm -hmm. to do the same, to achieve the same thing. If you don't know how, where to start, just ask for help. By the way, also, Mm -hmm. um, Mm self-care. If you don't know where to start from, start with some self-care every day. What could she do for self-care that she could incorporate easily in, in her day? One thing that feels good, this thing can be having a cup of tea before everyone in the house wakes up, can be going for a walk, mm-hmm. for a longer walk, can be treating herself to a sweet that she really wants, baby steps, something little mm-hmm. that makes you feel good. If you start doing something very little for yourself every day, these little things are going to pile up. And eventually, she's going to discover how feeling good feels. That's so good. By doing those little things every day that make you feel good is is compounding. It's piling up together. So by the end of the month, you already had a little dose and you know what that feels like. Because if you're investing your time in caring for others and ignoring yourself and putting yourself second, you become disconnected from that feeling of what it actually feels to feel good when you do, like when you drink that cup of tea or for me is like drinking my espresso for half an hour. (laughs) I'm the longest espresso drinker in the world. Uh, first thing in the morning and just being there with myself. This is, brings, me, brings me joy. So, And it teaches you, your brain, to connect with that feeling. What does that feel like? Because you become so disconnected from it. And once you know how feeling good feels, it becomes addictive. Yes, <laughs> it is. Most definitely it is. That feeling is, is very, very addictive. Feeling good is, is awesome and it is contagious. Raquel, thank you so much for being on this podcast and being my first guest on the podcast. And I feel really honored to have you not only on this podcast, but in my life as a friend that I can call to and uh, run to whenever I don't feel great and I need to whinge and I need to have a, a reality check and a kick in the butt. So thank you for being that friend and thank you for doing what you do because I know there are so many women out there who need that empowerment who need to put themselves first if somebody is listening to this podcast today and they want to connect with you where can they do that 
they can find me on Facebook or Instagram mm -hmm. um, as Raquel Martos. So it's Art Martos on Facebook and Rack Martos on Instagram. We'll put that in in the show notes so everybody just can go and click and connect with Raquel and get in touch with her if they want to kick ass and start to look after themselves and put themselves first and create the magic in their own life. So Raquel, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And for all of you there, listeners, I will speak to you next week. Bye now.